Guys, welcome back to the Razor Rally Podcast. You're here this week with Nick and our guest, Riley Green. What's up? Hey, Riley, thanks so much for being here, man. We appreciate you taking some time out of your tour to, to get here. Yeah, man. I'll, this will be fun. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. So we'll talk about where you're at right now. So you're on tour. Well, on tour, we started the Outlaws Like Us tour about three weeks ago, and we made a stop in Pittsburgh today. Yep. And that's where I'm based out of right now. So worked out great, man. Yeah. Right down the street at Jurgles. I've heard a lot about this place. Yeah. A lot. They got a lot of great shows here. We have... Lucky enough to have three great radio stations in the area. Yeah. All and, playing uh, your song, it, which is great. It's uh, it's always cool when you go into a venue and you see all the people that have played there. Yeah. You know, it makes it feel like a bigger deal. This is a, obviously got a lot of history in here. Yeah, it's great. Let's talk about when you're picking out tours. Is there, is there anywhere, like, when you're looking at new places like Pittsburgh, places like that, anything that you're looking for in an area? Or is it just, like, taking a chance on a different spot? Well, so, you know, Two or three years ago, I was doing my own booking, you right. know, so I would literally play anywhere that would let me come play. Yeah. It didn't really matter if they paid me or not, you know. If they let me drink a little bit of beer and play, that's, that's where I went. That's kind of how I built my following. Of course, now I'm signed with William Morris, and they do my booking. It's a little bit more professional than that <laughs> now. And, uh, I mean, I, I, the same venues, like this place right here, you know, it's, it's no – it's not an accident that this many people have been in here and played. It's a great venue. They promote it well. The radio stations work well with it, and people come out to shows. So, you know, obviously those booking agents that I have have worked with other artists, and they've gone to these places and seen that it worked. Right. So they go back to a lot of the same places. But the other thing I've got is I don't really understand exactly how all the states work <laughs> up north. You know, I just know that when you start talking about Maine and, 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 and Boston and all that stuff, that's up there. It's way up there, you know. If I haven't been there to deer hunt, I don't really know where it's at on the map. <laughs> We appreciate you uh, coming up to here. We have uh, a big following here through my friends and all of our crew that we've built through Raise Rowdy. So we appreciate you guys making a stop here. Um, so let's talk. I mean, most of the Raise Rowdy fans know you. We talk about you guys a lot, you and the band as well. Oh, yeah. Like I, uh, having folks like y'all on social media help, you know, promote any artist is a huge thing. You know what I mean? And even, even if y'all were just starting out or just getting going, it's still it's like, that's how my following got started in the southeast was word of mouth it was guys you know sharing my music with their buddies in the truck so so it's it's cool that uh that y'all you know are, are supportive of new artists and and songwriting and new music you know that it definitely doesn't hurt absolutely so let's talk a little bit for those that might not have known you about your upbringing jacksonville how you got started in music I think it was because I tried everything else, and uh, <laughs> I was I was really determined not to get a real job, and that helped push me into songwriting. Now I was uh, I went to Jacksonville State, and you know, being in the college town, I knew a lot of people. I went to high school in Jacksonville, so I started playing in bars when I was around you know eighteen, nineteen, and I think everybody came out because they knew it was going to be a good time. Not necessarily because I was good. I didn't really think I was good enough to be a you know like a country music artist. I just thought. You know, it's cool to get to drink for free and make 50 bucks and hang out at the bar, you know. And so it was it was really nothing more than just something to do on the weekends to start with. And then I started writing songs and people started requesting those songs. And then I went and recorded some songs and 
people seemed to like those songs. I started downloading them, streaming them, and sharing them. And like I said, social media has you know changed everything so much to where you know you can actually get music out as an independent artist yeah. before having a record deal. So right. all that really helped me a lot, and it's probably the reason I signed the deal. Yeah, and let's talk about your sound. So, I, I mean, for me, if I'm talking about your sound, I think of authentic country music. And, uh, like, if you th- are talking about your sound, like, where do you think it's derived from or what do you think, like, you, you pull from when you're coming with that? Uh, I, I, I struggle to tell somebody what I sound like. I mean, I don't know of anybody that, you know, I, I really remind myself of. I'm, I think it's more of just I'm, I was a fan of Texas country music, Red Dirt kind of country music, 90s country music. I was a big fan of Merle Haggard and Jamie Johnson. And I think a lot of my influences kind of shaped my songwriting. And then I just sing as you know as best I can. It's not really, it's not really uh, too much, too much talent put into that. It was just kind of I, I, people didn't boo me, so I I kept doing it. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly see that too because I'm into a lot of the Red Dirt and Texas artists, and I think the the thing that I think that reminds me of them from your music is authenticity. Like well, when you're singing, you truly believe what you're saying. Well, nothing against any songwriter in Nashville. But one thing that helped me was I didn't ever go to Nashville. So when I was writing songs, I had to write all my own songs because nobody was pitching me any new songs. I was right. a nobody, you know. So I was writing my songs, and I was writing them towards the people I was seeing on the weekend in the, in the crowd. You know, I mean, I was writing stuff that I thought maybe they would like. I didn't know what somebody in Nashville would like or what would work on the radio. I was just writing songs that I thought my fans that were going to shows would like. And that helped me stay kind of true to how I, you know, was brought up and, and, and the area that I was raised in. And uh, one of the coolest things anybody's ever said to me, it might have been Eric Dillon. Eric Dillon or somebody were sitting there writing and said I sounded like a, a young Robert Earl Keane. And I was like, that's the coolest thing ever. <laughs> that's a pretty good compliment. Yeah, I took that. Yeah. Eric's great. Uh, I know that he's one of your guys, your co-writers that you work with a lot. And- yeah, so when we started cutting, we cut four songs. And I think we cut four more. And I called Eric to tell him that we were – swapping a song that I told him we were going to cut that he written on. And uh, when I called and told him that, I was like, hold on, you wrote on this other one with me too, the one we were swapping. And like he, he had written with me on like six out of the eight songs we cut from my record, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, Eric's a great writer and we just kind of yeah. hit it off. And uh, another thing about me not being in Nashville is I didn't really know who was who was songwriting wise. You know I mean? You hear all these names and you see the awards on the walls. I just, me and Eric met, and he was a good dude, and we tried to write a song together, and the first time we wrote, we wrote Outlaws Like Us. And, uh, you know, that ended up being a big song for me. And, yeah. uh, you know, it turns out me and him wrote my single, There Was This Girl Together. So, yeah. you know, we, we've uh, we've stumbled upon, a, you know, a good relationship songwriting-wise. Yeah, it's one of, I mean, he's one of our favorite songwriters in Nashville. Um, it's So him and other artists from the current EP, other songwriters, Randy Montana, Jonathan Singleton, Kind yeah, I mean, of just I, great guys. Uh, I, I, t- I told Jonathan one day in his office that I thought he was a cool dude, even if he wasn't any good at songwriting. Like he, <laughs> I mean, and, and that's 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 how I've gone about a lot of the people that I've signed with. I mean, even Dan Huff produced my record. I didn't know who Dan Huff was, which yeah. is embarrassing to a lot of people in Nashville <laughs> because he's a legend. But I just sat in with him, and he was a nice guy. You know, yeah. I was like, man, this guy seems cool. Let's try to record some songs. You know what I mean? Songwriting the same way. Randy's an awesome dude. He's a great songwriter. I think Randy's thing that. He helps me with a lot of his, his melodies. I mean, if I came up with a title and I and I said it to him and he started humming and playing, I mean, it would be something that I would never come up with, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, I'm probably a little bit more of a word guy anyway. I'm not as musically smart as some of these guys are, so he's a, he's a, he's a great one to write with. And I don't 
but between those three guys, I don't think I've ever written a song that I didn't like with them. Yeah, you know, we uh we had an article about Eric, and it was uh we call those guys the cheat code guys because they're just so good at what they do that when you're writing with them, it's almost like you're guaranteed to have a hit. <laughs> and it's it's not that they took a a way to get that. It's just they're so talented and they work so hard at their craft. Yeah, you know, I guess the only like almost bad thing about it is. It's, it comes so easily with those guys just because we've become friends now and we sit yeah. down and we write a song it almost seems accidental it, it, it gets it all kind of runs together it gets to where you don't even get that excited about a song you wrote even if it's a good song you know what I mean like I, and especially since I was recording a record I knew I was going on a radio tour and I wouldn't have the time to write that I have in the past I went and wrote two or three times a day for three weeks before I went on a radio tour and I mean I've got this big pile of songs and now we're trying to go through and pick the last four for the record and I'm kind of like, man, you know, whatever y'all think. I, I've listened to all of them a hundred times, you know. But uh, I think it's because they're all pretty good songs, you know. Yeah. And uh, it's it's the great thing about having a little bit of a following now is I can play those songs for my fans or when I do a little meet and greet here in front of a group of, you know, 20 people and see what they think about it, you yeah. know. It's nice to be able to bounce songs off people because I get, uh, I get it gets a little blurry to me after a while. <laughs> Makes sense, especially being on the road as much as you oh, are yeah. now. So let's talk about Whiskey Jam. So my first time that I heard you as an artist um, was through looking you up, finding you through a Whiskey Jam post that you were playing. So that okay. was my first thing. And uh, then, you remember which one it was? I do not. It was a few was, years was, did ago. Did Luke Combs play it? Almost was out. Well, that's that's quite a ways back. It seemed like the first one I played, it was Luke Combs headlined it. And, it, of course, it was a huge crowd. That's right when Luke was really taking off. I don't think he yeah. signed his deal yet, but he was, he was really blowing up and there was a lot of buzz about him. So I got to play a huge whiskey jam, and then the next one I did was a '65 South takeover, and of course it was, you know, it was a huge crowd for that one too. Yeah, uh, I think I did a Peach Tree takeover one, and then the the last one we did was in the the parking lot, and uh, I mean it was one of the biggest crowds I've seen at it. So I've been yeah. really fortunate, and I've got to go play some really good whiskey jams. Yeah, I was actually at that '65 South one, which was awesome. I just happened to be in town when you guys were playing. That's cool. Saw you guys in Muscadine, which was amazing. Yeah, and then we were down at CMA Fest for whiskey jam. And honestly, for me, it was there's every year at CMA Fest since I've been going, there's a couple moments where it's just like an aha moment. You're just like watching something happen. Yeah. And I really felt like that crowd at Whiskey Jam was that experience for me, like seeing as a fan, like the year before it was like I saw Luke Combs. Yeah. And I saw Luke at the Radio Disney tour and the entire freaking place was packed out, you know. (laughs) So that was kind of like another one of those moments for me. And it was really neat to see that and experience it. Well, I mean, people don't realize, you know, you think about Whiskey Jam, it goes on every week. And, you know, some people probably think, well, it's just another rider's round or another this, whatever. But anytime you can draw people in Nashville, which people outside of the town don't realize there's a million bars in Nashville. Yep. There's a million places that people can go and listen to the best cover band that you could possibly think of or the best songwriters or whatever it is. And, uh, you know, to, to have a crowd like that, you know, it, it is a show that I'm playing in Nashville. That's, that's a huge deal to me, especially, yeah. you know. And I know you're uh, back in Nashville in a couple of weeks at Marathon. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to that. It's a it's a big room. So yeah. it's uh we we sold out. Uh, Exit in was my first hard ticketed uh, show in Nashville, and of course that place has a lot of history too. And that was that show was probably a big reason I signed a record deal, signed a publishing deal, signed a lot of the things I did. And it's just a great look to be able to go and sell a venue out of Nashville because it's so hard to sell tickets up there absolutely yeah with so much free music it, it's tough sometimes for artists yeah. to come in there and sell a lot of tickets so let's talk about how you built your following like you said you know you build it from the ground up playing small shoes and just getting bigger and bigger and bigger in the southeast 
um, I think it kind of is a way that to show artists that, you know, you don't necessarily have to be in Nashville to make it. If you build that following, you get enough people behind you. you yeah, know. Th there's definitely some shortcuts in Nashville. I mean, it, it's still a who you know business to a, to a large extent. I mean, uh, some of the relationships I made when I did start coming to Nashville and writing helped me a lot and it's helped my music grow a lot. But, you know, as, as far as the, the touring, I don't think there's a there's anything any way to replace that. I mean, that's not only does it make you better as an artist and you know it makes your band tighter. Every show's a practice, but I was building followers every time I went and played a show. You know what I mean? If I went and played in a, a place that held a hundred people and twenty people in there didn't know me and they told their friends about me, then the next time I went, you know, it was a five hundred cap room and right. it really was like that. It was kind of a really slow, small snowball effect in the southeast, and it uh. It, it really, like I said, it, it came from well, folks like y'all that were really just sharing my music with their friends. And uh, I always say, I think this is like the era of people want to know about the guy nobody knows about. Yeah. You know, there's something cool about being the first one to tell your buddy, hey, listen to this guy, and he's never heard it yet. Yeah. And you can always say, well, man, I in a year when he blows up, whatever, I, I'll let you listen to him. I was the first one. You know, everybody wants to be that person. So it helps somebody like me out a lot. And, you know, I, I always compare my coming up on a smaller scale to Luke because – when I watched him, it was kind of the same way. You know, I can remember listening to uh, She Got the Best of Me, however long ago it yep. was, and riding down the road and thinking, man, this guy's great, you know, and then going to see shows and then meeting him playing some shows together, and it was really, it seemed organic. It was really word of mouth, you know, and that's kind of how mine was. Yeah, Luke played here to about 35 people at this venue. That's nuts. Just him and Rob, which was crazy. And yeah. it, it was before, you know, the albums and everything got signed, but it was crazy. It was a Tuesday night. I remember it. I was here. <laughs> we were like, Luke Combs for free? <laughs> you know, at that yeah. point. And then a year later, he sold no, out. days are over. Yeah. <laughs> year later, he sold out Stage AE, which is, you know, a big venue in, in Pittsburgh. Sold that out in freaking two days, you know. So it's it's really neat to see that. And I'm hoping you guys have the same experience. Come back here, play Stage AE. Yeah, or man. I hope 35 people show up tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think we have 35 with us, so good. you should be good. <laughs> But yeah, let's talk about um, with the new album. Is there any timelines or anything? Are you still? I know you said you're still working on tracks. So everything's sort of tentative in the sense that, you know, it's uh, we've got the single out, and it's you know uh, very really well. very luckily it's, it's climbing up the charts. Yeah. We're in the twenties now, which is which is great. Uh, I don't really fathom that, you know, having <laughs> a song on the charts like that. But uh, we've got eight songs cut. We're gonna go in and cut four more. I think in the next month or so, we'll probably put a couple more songs out on the Spotify. You know, okay. it, it just kind of release a little bit more music this year, and then the full record will be out first of 2019. Awesome! Can't wait for that. I know all of our fans, big Rally Green fans, we have a lot of yeah lot of people. It, you know, it's uh, it, it's pretty cool. I think y'all may have put a post about uh, some of the radio tour videos that I've had of yep. me playing some new songs, but it, it's it's kind of cool because I've always put music out on my own and I just like, if I wrote a song, I'd record it, put four or five songs as an EP. And so there was never really that like anticipation of a record. You yeah. know? And it's, there's something kind of cool about that. I want to keep music going out, but you know, we'll probably put a couple more songs out and then there'll be another six songs that nobody's heard. Right. You know, that'll, that'll be coming out. So that's kind of, that, that's pretty cool to me. I picture an artist that I really like doing something like that. And that's exciting, you know? Yeah, and I think if you're looking through your EPs and the progression of you and your, you know, songwriting and stuff like that, you know, the early ones, you had a lot of songs about, you know, making some bad decisions and drinking. <laughs> I think uh, with right. the new writing that w I've heard, it's it's kind of more introspective and yeah, know, it's, back uh, I mean, you know, it's you can't help but grow. I mean, like I'm getting a little older now. I'm not yeah. doing quite as much running around as I used to be, and 
uh, you know, it's like I said, if you're writing your own songs, it's going to have to kind of be the story that gradually, you know, continues. So, yep. So, uh, following you on social media, uh, I see stuff, uh, like for example, like since you've been, you know, with big machine and stuff, taking care of getting your family, some, some gifts and stuff like that and take care of your own. How, yeah. uh, talk about like that a little bit like how it's important and things like that. Yeah, I mean, my where I grew up is three hours from Nashville, you know, and I, I just built a house back there. So, I mean, this was before I signed a record deal even. So, I mean, I was I was always planning on having a place there. That being said, 90% of the time I'm in a hotel somewhere, so I'm not <laughs> either, at either one. Right. But uh, I, I was always been real close to my family, and my I just built a house up on top of the hill behind my grandmother. My folks were always real supportive of, uh, you know, me playing music and uh, – you know, I, like I said, I was fortunate enough to be able to buy my mom a car, and I mean, it's 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 crazy because I could have the nicest truck in the world, and me being able to go buy myself a truck would never feel as good as being able to buy your mom a car. Right. You know, and it, even if it like buy my dad a beat up truck, he had, like it was brand new. You right. Know? So it's it's a cool thing that to be able to go do that. You know, I'm not I'm not quite Oprah Winfrey yet. Everybody gets a car, <laughs> but it's uh it's cool to be able to help out folks that yeah. help me out. And speaking of helping out, like you did the uh, the Jacksonville Hurricane Relief. Uh, t-shirt and then show uh, maybe talk about that a little yeah, bit. yeah so uh it, what's crazy about that is we had just sold out two nights at iron city in birmingham the month before that and then tor- the tornadoes come through jacksville my hometown and did a whole lot of damage to the university and it just so happened that i had that saturday off i think i was planning on going to the beach it was right before radio tour was gonna start and i was trying to get away and then you know i mean just being a, a musician and having a big following in that area and having my ties to university i just it's a very easy way for me to help out is yeah. to play a show and uh so i got with the university and they were you know they were all for it the folks at iron city were gracious enough to uh donate sound light security and all that so it, actually every cent of ticket sales went towards the relief and we raised 50 50 grand yeah on t-shirts and all that and got to present a check to the university for it i mean it's a uh, drop in the bucket to what it's actually going to take but it was cool to be able to get that money that quick and kind of yeah. get the word out about how big a deal it was and it uh it was that was a, a really cool thing to be able to put together yeah i mean i know that like hit social media and you know i bought a shirt myself and a couple of my friends yeah. did as well and well i appreciate it it uh it, it's just great to see artists that that are really connected with their where they come from and you know actually willing to give back like that oh i mean it, i can't really take credit for that that goes back to me you know staying home and i mean like it not that people that move to nashville get away from where they grew up or forget how they were raised but I couldn't forget because I was still there. You right. know, what I mean, I I didn't move to Nashville really until I signed my record deal in February. So I mean, and I still got to play. So I'm back and forth, and it's uh, it, it's not hard to stay grounded and remember where you're from when you still live there. Right. <laughs> so let's talk about touring and some of the shows that you did this summer. Um, we got to catch you at a country concert in Fort Laramie, Ohio. Yeah. Playing on the Fourth of July, which was a freaking awesome yeah, show. Yeah, it's wild, man. That yeah. was a. <laughs> Uh, what would we do next from Nashville stage on that one? Yeah, it's a yeah, it's called the saloon stage. Saloon there. stage, yeah, it's yeah. A, under the tent right there. Yeah, yep. no, that was uh, I could tell driving up that that was going to be something. It reminds me of Talladega. Yeah, you know the infield of Talladega. There's just no telling what you're going to see, <laughs> but it's 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 cool to go see stuff like that because you know as somebody from the south and and have toured as much as I did in the south, you don't think about there being that many country music fans you know up in the north and midwest and all that but they really are and they might be a little bit more avid up here anyway you yeah. know like they're they're pretty serious about it yeah, i remember last year at windy city Smokeout was my first show i saw you guys yeah and uh like you being there and muscadine and john langston and some of the guys that you know were big up and coming and are 
starting well, to take Ed, uh, Ed, Ed Warren, Warren that puts yeah. that on is, is a huge fan of new music and, and helping out artists. And, I mean, he was uh, – I played Bub City like a brunch gig. I don't know how long ago, acoustic, just by myself. And, you know, I shook hands with this guy on the way out, and I thought he was like a cook or something. And my <laughs> manager tells me that he was the owner. You know, yeah. He was really raving on my show and all that stuff. And, he, I mean, he's always been really great to me and helped me out any way he could. And he put me on his big festival – Windy City Smokeout probably before I even really needed to be there. <laughs> and, I mean, he's just, he, like I said, he's a great supporter of music, and that, that goes a long way. Yeah, I've got to meet him. Um, we were out at Windy City again this year for your set as well. Yeah, it was yeah. really cool seeing you go from that side stage to the main well, stage. Well, it's cool they moved year. the main stage to where the side stage is. Yeah. So uh, I didn't have to move. I just got to big, uh, play on a bigger stage. Yeah. <laughs> so that was really neat. Yeah, I've got to meet Ed, too. I always uh, end up going out to Joe's. So I know that was one of your first shows up north. Yeah. Was it Joe's? And that's a pretty cool venue as well. Yeah, Joe's is where I got my first record deal offered. Big wow. Machine offered me my first record deal at Joe's. Uh, it was kind of crazy because I was probably a little upset that they were coming to that show because I, I didn't know how I would do up there. I knew I had a big following in the southeast, and them coming to Chicago, I didn't know if anybody would show up. So the fact that I did have a bunch of fans show up, we had several hundred singing every word of the songs. They offered me the deal there, so that's Joe's will always be kind of a special spot for me. Yeah, it's a, it's a great venue every time I'm in Chicago. I try to make it to a show there. And yeah. It's uh. It's pretty special. Why don't you talk about where you know people can catch you on shows moving forward? Uh, so my website's rileygreenmusic.com, and it's got all my dates for the tour, uh, Outlaws Like Us tour. And uh, we're, you know, whereas I was really southeastern-based in the past, we're jumping all over the place. I mean, yeah. uh, we're in uh, Lexington, Kentucky, and uh, Lynchburg, Virginia uh, this weekend. Starkville, Mississippi next week. Dothan, Alabama. So Marietta. So we're going back down the southeast some next week. We're we're bouncing around all over the place. I think I've got a post of a lot of my dates on my Instagram and yep. you know Twitter and all that stuff. So it's pretty easy to keep find people nowadays. Yeah, and at Riley Duckman on Instagram. Yeah, Riley Duckman. That's it. <laughs> and uh, make sure you uh, follow him. And yeah, man, thanks so much for for being here and uh, taking the time to do this for us. I know it's busy during show days, so. Oh, man, we made it here. It's no big deal. Now. I used to have to drive myself. Now I got a bus. I can ride with somebody else to the show. It's like, this is, this is no I big saw surprise that. now. I was excited when I saw that. I'm like, yeah, they're in a bus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's an old bus, but it runs. So it's a bus. We'll That's, it, it's a job done. So. Uh, no, nah, I mean, I appreciate y'all. Y'all always been really supportive, so I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, thanks again, and uh, you guys have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. I was down in a ditch, and he asked me why I did what I did. There was this girl drinking her hand. Let's get in